नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय Shrimad Bhagavatam, Chapter One, Canto One, Chapter One, Text One. Questions by the sages. Text One. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Janma Dasya Yaton Vayadi Tarata. आर्थेस्वस्वराने ब्रह्म हृदय आदि कवये मुह्यांतिया सूरया तेजो वारी मृदा यदा विनिमय यीसर्गो मृषा धामना स्वेना सदा निरस्तकुहका सत्यां परां धीमहे ट्रांसलेशन ओ माय लॉर्ड श्री कृष्णा सन ऑफ वसुदेव ओ ऑल परवेडिंग पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड आई ऑफ माय रिस्पेक्ट लो बेसन टू यू आई मेडिटेट अपॉन लॉर्ड श्री कृष्णा बिकॉज ही इज द एब्सोल्यूट ट्रूथ एंड द प्राइमेवल कॉज ऑफ ऑल कॉजेस ऑफ द क्रिएशन sustenance and destruction of the manifested universes he is directly and indirectly conscious of all manifestations and he is independent because there is no other cause beyond him <clears throat> it is he only who first imparted the vedic knowledge unto the heart of brahma ji the original living being by him even the great sages and demigods are placed into illusion as one is bewildered by the illusory representations of water seen in fire or land seen on water only because of him do the material universes temporarily manifested by the reactions of the three modes of nature appear factual although they are unreal i therefore meditate upon him lord shri krishna who is eternally existent in in the transcendental abode which is forever free from the illusory representations of the material world i meditate upon him for he is the absolute truth so who are we meditating on 
मेडिटेटिंग ऑन लॉर्ड श्री कृष्णा सत्यम परम धीमाही दैट इज द होल पर्पज वट एवर यू डू इन योर लाइफ वट एवर यू स्टडी वट एवर हार्ड वर्क यू डू एनीथिंग एनी एक्टिविटी स्पिरिचुअल मटेरियल एनी काइंड ऑफ एक्टिविटी द पर्पज इज सो यू कैन रिमेंबर कृष्णा मेडिटेट अपॉन लॉर्ड श्री कृष्णा सो दैट इज द फर्स्ट लेसन राइट हियर इन द फर्स्ट वर्स सत्यम परम धीमही आई मेडिटेट अपॉन यू लॉर्ड श्री कृष्णा यू आर वासुदेव यू आर सन ऑफ वासुदेव एंड यू आर रनिंग द होल शो and i am also your eternal part and parcel i am your eternal servant and i am meditating upon you so that is the beginning of the bhagavatam that is the beginning of knowledge and to receive that knowledge how to receive that knowledge what is the process that is described by shrila prabhupada in the introduction of shrimad bhagavatam so now we'll continue with the introduction part as far as we can go today we are on page number 20 the vedas and puranas are one and the same in purpose they ascertain the absolute truth which is greater than everything else the absolute truth is ultimately realized as the absolute personality of godhead with absolute controlling power <clears throat> as such the absolute personality of godhead must be completely full of appellant strength fame beauty knowledge and renunciation absolute personality must be complete with all these great aishwaryas all the appellances strength fame beauty knowledge and renunciation yet the transcendental personality of godhead is astonishingly ascertained as impersonal so here propad is writing that even though so many attributes are there described in the vedanta sutras and yet how somebody can come up with the conclusion that uh, the absolute truth the supreme personality is impersonal so he is wondering here astonishingly the impersonal description of the absolute truth in the vedas is given just to nullify the mundane conception of the absolute whole so the mundane conception in order to nullify to reject it the idea of impersonal description or brahma uh, brahma jyoti or the uh, the effulgence that is coming from the supreme personality that is uh, Uh, also described that is also part of the absolute truth personal features of the lord are completely different from all kinds of mundane features this is a very important point will propad is pointing out that personal features are 
completely different from the mundane conception or mundane features. You have mundane features, I have mundane features. My body is mundane, your body, everybody. All the conditioned souls, they have mundane body, they have material body. Does that mean that the Supreme Absolute Truth, He has to also have the mundane body? No. He has spiritual body. There is nothing mundane about Him. So all the personal features, His Naam, Roop, Gun, Dham, Leela, His name, qualities, His form, His pastimes, His spiritual abode, everything is spiritual. There's nothing mundane about him or his features. The living entities are all individual persons and they're all parts and parcels of the Supreme Whole. We are all part and parcel of Krishna. Mamai Vamsho Jiva Loki, Jiva Bhuta Sanatana. Lord Krishna says, 15th chapter Bhagavad Gita. That you are all Mamai Vamsha, you are all my Amsha, you are all my part and parcel. And now you have come to this material world and become a Jiva. You were a free, uh, independent, Sachidan and Swarup. You were a spiritual being in the spiritual world, very happy with me. But somehow now you have come to this material world and now you are trapped in this material energy, Jiva Bhuta. And you are struggling life after life. That is Lord Krishna's statement in 15th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. But you are my part and parcel, you are my Aungsha. Uh, but just uh, right now you are in, a, in this suffering situation. So, You are individual, all the jivas are individuals, they are part and parcel. If the part and parcels are individual persons, the source of their emanation must not be impersonal. If the son is a person, then father also must be a person. You cannot say the son is person, but the father is impersonal. No. So, he is the source, Aham Bija Prada Pita. I am the source, seed-giving father of everyone, all the souls. So, he is definitely a person, that's why he has all these children. He is the supreme person amongst all the relative persons. Nityo Nityanam Chetana Chetananam Eko Bahunam Yavidadati Kama he is the eternal from whom all the eternals are coming. Chetanas Chetanam, he is the supreme conscious, from him all the conscious people are coming. So, these are the uh, statements from the Upanishads, Vetasvatara. All the Upanishads, Vedas, Brahma Sutras, and particularly this Srimad Bhagavatam. With one voice, they are all declaring that Krishna is to Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna is the original Supreme Personality and we are His part and parcel. We are His Amsha. We are His eternal servants. 
Jivar Sarupoy Nitya Krishna Das. So this simple truth. Uh, in order to understand this simple truth and act upon it, how to act upon it. That is the whole Srimad Bhagavatam, guiding us step by step, how to understand Krishna as the Supreme, and how to understand ourselves as His eternal servant. There is no question of any impersonal here. There is no impersonal dealing between the two two people, the two per, two persons, Krishna and his devotee. There's no question of impersonal. If you treat somebody impersonally, you say to somebody you are not a person, he feels insulted. I reject you as a person. You are an imperson. You are nothing. Then the person will feel uh, some kind of a. What you call? He will not feel good because you are insulting him that you are not even a person. What to uh, speak of telling the supreme personality that you are not even a person? You are just impersonal. So that's a very uh, dangerous thing to say or to think about. And that is what is uh, is uh, explained here. The Vedas inform us that from Him, Brahman, everything emanates. And on Him, everything is resting. Vedas are telling us that from Him. He is the Supreme Brahma. Param Brahma, Param Dhamma, Pavitram Paramam Bhavan. You are the Supreme Brahman. You are the Supreme Dhamma. You are the resting place of all the living entities. You are the ashraya. You are the shelter of all the living entities. All the souls take shelter at your lotus feet. You are their protector. You are their maintainer. You are everything for them. It's just that some of them they don't know because they are trapped by the material energy under the influence of the three modes of material nature. They have forgotten their original form, original nature, constitutional position, everything they have forgotten. They have forgotten themselves. They have forgotten Krishna, the Supreme Absolute Truth. And they are talking nonsense. That is the uh, uh, problem with the those who have not studied the Vedas properly or Upanishads Brahma Sutras and particularly Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam. When you don't study carefully and you can come to wrong conclusions under the influence of the three modes of material nature. Therefore, he is the ultimate dative, causative and accommodating cause of all causes. And these causes cannot be attributed to an impersonal object. Everything that emanates from Him is living, living entities, living force. We see all the different yonis, all the different species of life. Uh, there is life. The trees have life. The animals have life. Human beings have life. Demigods have life. 
demons have life. Everybody has life, destroying life symptoms. So, the person who is the cause of all causes, the person who is generating all these people, who create, who is the original creator, how he can be not a person if he can uh, produce so many living entities? Definitely, he has to be a person. Even if one father, he has one child, then we can say, yes, he is the person who is the father of this child. We cannot say he is the imperson of this child. So, because Krishna, he is the origin, supreme origin, so therefore he is a person. The Vedas inform us that he alone became many. Eko Bahusyam. From one Advaitam Achutam Anadim Anantarupam Adyam Purana Purusam Navayogana. So he is the Advaitam, he is the only one, the first original supreme. But from him so many Vishnus come, Ananta Vishnu. Uh, unlimited Vishnu forms are coming from unlimited jivas, spirit souls are coming from him. So he is the source. And even though he is the only one, from him everybody comes. And when he so desires, he glances over material nature. As Mahavishnu, also he is looking at the material nature. Before he glanced over material nature, there was no material cosmic creation. There was only pradana. And when he looked at the inactive material nature and he impregnated the material nature with the jivas through his uh, glance, through his uh, uh, vision, through his look, he's looking at the material nature and the jivas are transferred to the material nature and now they're going to take birth one after another in this uh, cosmic manifestation. Therefore, his glance is not material. Material mind or senses were unborn when the Lord glanced over material nature. So, when, because Lord Krishna as Mahavishnu is also completely spiritual, his glance is also spiritual. And the jivas who have material desires to facilitate their desires, material desires, now he is putting them into the material nature so they can fulfill their material desires. So his glance is not material. Thus evidence in the Vedas prove that beyond a doubt the Lord has transcendental eyes and a transcendental mind. They are not material. His impersonality, therefore, is a negation of his materiality. Just to understand very clearly, there is nothing material about the Lord, about the Supreme Lord. Therefore, he is separated from the material. That he is not material. And in that way, the impersonality factor comes into picture. 
but not it is not a denial of his transcendental personality his impersonal feature never denies that this impersonal light is also coming from him brahmano hi pratishta aham krishna says that i am the source of this light this brahman effulgence is coming from my spiritual body satchidananda vigraha krishna's body ishvara parama krishna satchidananda he is the param he is the supreme controller and his body is satchidananda vigraha made of eternality bliss and knowledge so how can it be material his body is not material and because the spiritual body has natural effulgence light coming from his body so that light is called the brahman effulgence so that brahman effulgence you can say is little impersonal because in the in the light you cannot say that there is there is a person inside the light but the light has a source so that source is krishna of the brahman brahman ultimately refers to the personality of godhead impersonal brahman realization is just a negative negative conception of the mundane creations parmatma is a localized aspect of brahman within all kinds of material bodies ultimately the supreme brahman realization is the realization of the personality of godhead according to all evidence of the revealed scriptures he is the ultimate source of vishnu tattvas so he is differentiated from the material energy from material ingredients from material manifestations he is separate and although he is the origin of even the material nature and material ingredients and the uh, everything that we see in the material world he is separate he has his separate existence as a spiritual personality so and he is also the origin of all the vishnu tattvas all the vishnu incarnations are coming from him the puranas are also supplementary to vedas the vedic mantras are too difficult for an ordinary man women shudras and the so called twice born higher caste are unable to penetrate into the sense of the vedas the kali yuga people in particular because everybody most of the people in kali yuga they fall into these categories women shudra so called twice born etc everybody is falling under these so in kali yuga people they cannot understand the vedas properly even though they may study life after life but they will always come to a wrong conclusion the vedic mantras are all pointing to the supreme personality but because of their material desires they never can understand the the uh, purpose krishna says vedaisya sarvai ahameva vedya vedanta kritveda videva chaham 15th chapter bhagavad gita all the vedas the purpose is to understand me and i have i am the creator of the vedas i am the creator of vedanta and i know thoroughly because i have created all these literatures so i am com- completely in knowledge of what i have written or what i have spoken 
by the way of Vedas, Vedanta, uh, etc. So Krishna says, the purpose why I did it is because so that you can know me thoroughly, completely. But the problem is people cannot understand through Vedas because of their limitations, poor fund of knowledge, their material desires, they can very easily misinterpret. And thus, the Mahabharata and Puranas are made easy to explain the truth of the Vedas. So the truth of Vedas is explained through Mahabharata and the Puranas, the 18 Puranas. In his prayers before the Boy Sri Krishna, Brahma said that there is no limit to the fortune of the residents of Rajabhumi, headed by Sri Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda Mai, because the eternal absolute truth has become their intimate relative. So Lord Brahma in his prayers uh, in the tenth canto fourteenth chapter he is explaining so many wonderful things he says that look at the residents of Rajabhumi, look at the good fortune of Nanda and Yashoda, the parents of Lord Krishna. How much lucky they are that they can love the Supreme Absolute Truth, the Supreme Personality, whom everybody worships with awe and reverence, but they are, are taking part as parents loving him immensely offering the parental love to the supreme absolute truth to the original supreme personality the, that uh, uh, lord uh, shri krishna he appreciates this the most even though the vedas are singing his glories upanishads are singing his glories uh, Mahabharata, Ramayana, everywhere his glories are sung. Bhagavatam is full of his glories, everywhere. But the good fortune of the Vraja Vasis, the residents of Vraja, is just beyond imagination. Because they are able to play with him, they are able to perform sweet nectarian pastimes, dance with him, Listen to his nice flute, his singing, his music, his picnic parties, everything. They are able to take part with the Supreme Absolute Truth. And this is the most amazing, most wonderful thing that is recognized here by Lord Brahma and emphasized uh, by Srila Prabhupada that this is the the best position in life. If you want to achieve the best position, then what you should do? You must follow the residents of Rajadam. So we will uh, examine this again very carefully. Om Ajnana Timirandasa Gyananjana Shalakya Chakshurun Militham Yana Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha. Because Lord Krishna, He is His invocation in the first canto, first verse is Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevai. 
And that is the invocation also in the Brahma Sutra. Brahma Sutras written by Srila Vyasadeva. He is, is praying to Lord Sri Krishna that, My dear Lord Sri Krishna, you are the Supreme Personality. He is starting the Brahma Sutras like that. Janmadiyasya Yata. Everything is coming from you. You are the origin of everything and everybody. So same thing is now the Brahma Sutras are explained by the same author, Dev as Srimad Bhagavatam. That is why Srimad Bhagavatam is recognized as the supreme of all the books, of, the, of all the scriptures, or, uh, the supreme authority, authoritative book, Srimad Bhagavatam. Krishna Swadamo Pagate Dharma Gyanadi Visaha. Kalav Nastra Dasha Mesha Puranarku Adunodita. Because when Krishna left this planet 5000 years ago, then this earth planet again became dark. Because Kaliyuga now had entered. Kaliyuga was waiting. When Krishna can leave the planet and I can enter. And I can go into people's mind and make them crazy. They will behave like crazy people, mad people, under my influence. But I have to wait till Krishna leaves the planet. Because as long as Krishna is there on the planet, Kali, he cannot enter. <clears throat> on the, uh, he cannot have his influence on the earth planet, on anybody. So everybody is very happy. But as soon as Krishna Swadamopagate, he went to Swadam, he went to Golokdam Vrindavan spiritual world. Then Kali became, okay, now I can go and create problems for people. They will quarrel like cats and dogs. They will fight for nothing. Uh, there are so many bad qualities that are described about this Kali Yuga people. Uh, in Srimad Bhagavatam, particularly 12th canto. Uh, first canto also has so many references, but 12th canto has the whole picture of Kali Yuga. <clears throat> Very detailed description how people will uh, become so low class uh, that you have to really study it carefully, uh, how bad the things can go. So, because Krishna, he left the planet. Now, there's nothing to protect the people. But Srila Vyasadeva, out of his merciful, compassionate nature, because Dharma and Jnana has left, Krishna is the personification of Dharma. Krishna is the personification of Jnana. Vedishta Sarvayamavya. All the Vedas, he is the origin of the Veda, Vedanta Kritva. He is the origin creator of the Vedanta. He is the knower of the Vedas and Vedanta, Upanishad, everything. All the knowledge comes from him. So, the purpose of Vedas is to know Krishna. But when people cannot understand Vedas properly, so out of compassion, the creator, the writer of Vedas, and Upanishad and Vedanta Sutra, Srila Vyasadev, he wrote this beautiful Srimad Bhagavatam after Krishna left the 
प्लेनेट धर्म ज्ञानादेवी सलव नष्ट दशा द पीपल हु हैव लॉस्ट देयर विजन बिकॉज ऑफ द इन्फ्लुएंस ऑफ कली पुराणार को अधुनोदित इन दिस डार्कनेस ऑफ कली युग दीमदागवतम हैज रिजन इज राइजिंग अ राइजिंग just like the sun is rising and light comes so the purana shrimad bhagavatam is rising and all the light because shrimad bhagavatam is also completely divyam spiritual it's coming from the spiritual world just like hari krishna mahamantra golokeva prema dana hari naam sankirtan the hari krishna mahamantra is coming from the spiritual world goloka So similarly, Shrimad Bhagavatam also coming from Golokdam. Originally, origin is in the Golokdam. So there is nothing material about Shrimad Bhagavatam. Puranar ko adunodita, and therefore Shrimad Bhagavatam will again bring people out of darkness into bright light, and all their problems are solved automatically as soon as they study. and understand from shrimad bhagavatam and they practice their life they act upon uh, the lessons from shrimad bhagavatam according to shrimad bhagavatam they lead their life they learn how to live life from shrimad bhagavatam then their problems are gone otherwise the first canto first chapter 10th uh, text number 10 भागवतम से प्रायण अल्पायुष सभ्य कलावस्मुगे जन मंद सुमंद मत मंद भाग्या उपद्रित अल्पायुष कलियुग पीपल विल हैव अल्प आयुष दे विल नॉट हैव वेरी लॉन्ग लाइफ दे विल बी रनिंग फ्रॉम वन प्रॉब्लम इन टू अनदर प्रॉब्लम एंड दे वेरी डल हेडेड वेरी स्टूपिड काइंड ऑफ पीपल मंदा सुमंद मतयो देर इंटेलिजेंस इज एक्सट्रीमली पुअर देर कैपेसिटी टू एब्जॉर्ब रियल नॉलेज वेरी लिमिटेड पुअर फंड ऑफ नॉलेज वट एवर यू गुड थिंग यू टेल दैम दे विल टेक द ऑपोजिट डिरेक्शन मिस गाइडेड मंद भाग्य एंड बिकॉज ऑफ ऑल दिस देर भाग्य देर डेस्टिनी देर नेक्स्ट डे नेक्स्ट इयर next lifetime is also manda is a misfortune misfortune is always waiting for them every step why because they always take the wrong decisions so this is the uh, character and uh, qualities of the kali yuga people that is described here uh, in the first canto text number First chapter, text number ten. So then, how to solve the problem from this precarious situation? The situation is quite serious. So therefore, the only solution is Shrimad Bhagavatam. One has to fully take shelter of Shrimad Bhagavatam. You cannot say, "I will study all the literatures, but I will never study Shrimad Bhagavatam." and i can be the greatest because here there is in the introduction proper discussing the mayavadi people mayavadi philosophy 
the Mayavad people, they have this argument. They say, there is no need to study Srimad Bhagavatam because Srimad Bhagavatam is establishing Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So we will skip this Srimad Bhagavatam. They call themselves Vedanti. Vedanti means we study the Vedanta. We study Upanishads, we study Brahma Sutras. But we always come up with the wrong meaning, the opposite meaning. That Krishna is impersonal. The supreme absolute truth, he cannot have eyes, he cannot have ears, he cannot have mouth, he cannot speak, he cannot do anything. I can do everything, but he cannot do anything. This is their philosophy. I don't know how they come to this conclusion. Because Krishna, he uh, uh, denies this kind of people. In Bhagavad Gita, seventh chapter, text number 25, says, Naham Prakash Sarvasya Yoga Maya Samavrita Mudoyam Nabijanati Mamibya Paramabya Mama Bhuta Lok Naham Prakash Sarvasya Yoga Maya Samavrita Mudoyam Nabijanati Loko Mam Ajam Avyayam that I am Ajam, I am unborn, I am eternally existing. I come in my original form, Divyam, I am completely spiritual. My body is Satchitananda Vigra, all these facts are there. And I show it very clearly when I come. But these people, they are covered over by my maya energy, by the material energy does not allow them to understand me. They can never understand me. And they will always come to wrong conclusion in 7th chapter, text number 15. He says, muda prapadyante naradama maya aprita jnana asuram bhavam ashrita duskrutina they have performed so many sinful activities. They are duskritina. So they have become muda. They have become completely uh, lack of any intelligence. They have lost all their intelligence. And they are acting whimsically, acting always against their own interest. They have become muda. Stupid people. This is Lord Krishna saying seventh chapter. And therefore, Namam Duskruti. So they never come to me. Four kinds of people he's describing in this verse. Second category, Maya Aprita Jnana. Their knowledge is stolen by the Maya Prakriti, material energy has stolen their knowledge. And the third, Asuram Bhava Mahashvita. And then these are the uh, Asuri people, the demoniac. They have taken shelter of the demoniac nature. And uh, so these kind of people, they never can accept the personality, Supreme Personality, Bhagwan, uh, Krishna, Ishwara Parama Krishna, that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, original Supreme Personality. Ete chan shakalapumsa Krishna stu Bhagwan swayam. He is the Bhagwan Swayam. He is the original Supreme Personality. And all the Vishnus are His incarnations. Ete Chancha Kala. They are all His Kala and Amsha. 
Indrari Vyakulam Lokam Radianti Yuga Yuga and then he sends his Vishnu incarnations in every Yuga. Only once in a one day of Brahma he comes one time out of the four thousand Yuga cycles. Uh, in one Yuga, Treta Yuga, this time he came. And then uh, in Kali Yuga, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he came back as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But otherwise, he sent his Vishnu incarnations. So, all these facts remain, but the impersonalist Mayavadis, they don't want to accept it. I have no idea why they are reluctant. Because here is the description of Sarvabhum Bhattacharya. Sarvabhum Bhattacharya, he was the greatest scholar, the main pandit of the Jagannath Puri, Jagannath Temple, King Pratap Rudra's main priest. He was the head of all because he was considered the most knowledgeable person, the greatest scholar. And he actually believed it. So, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he came to Jagannath Puri, the whole pastime is described, we have studied it, in Jagannath Temple, when, after having the darshan of Lord Jagannath, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went into ecstasy, and in his ecstasy, he fainted and he was unconscious. That time, people were puzzled that, who is this sannyasi, young sannyasi? Then Sarabhom came. He recognized that this is a great personality. And he is not dead, he is still alive. So he took him to his home. And then uh, the other associates came. Nityanand Prabhu, Gadadhar Prabhu and all the associates came. And then he was brought back to consciousness because the only way you can bring back from his ecstasy, bring him back, was by chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram. When devotees chanted together Hare Krishna Mahamantra singing, then immediately he came to external consciousness. So this is the secret. That Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he felt that he is in the spiritual world when he heard the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Harinam Sankirtan. When it happens, then Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. If there is no Harinam Sankirtan, if there is no chanting of Hare Krishna Mahamantra, then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has no interest. At one place he went, and the people were not chanting Hare Krishna. So he asked Lord Nityananda, that uh, where have you brought me? Uh, I don't want to stay here. I don't like it here. Why? Because nobody is saying Krishna, Krishna's name. They're not even interested. So, why should I stay here? Take me somewhere else. Where people are interested in chanting Hare Krishna. So, that was his nature. He only wanted to go and stay at a place where people are chanting Hare Krishna. So, uh, uh, the, then finally he came to consciousness in Jagannath Puri. And then, recognizing his greatness, that this is a young, great, nice sannyasi, let me give him some knowledge. I am the greatest scholar. I have to teach him something. 
Vedanta. So he spoke for seven days and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu didn't say anything. So he was wondering, why are you quiet? You Are you understanding anything? I'm saying all these greatest things. People recognize me as the greatest scholar here in the whole city. And you're not even praising me. You're not saying a single word of what I have said. Have you understood anything? So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that the Vedanta Sutras, Janmadiyasyayataha, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, all these things I understand clearly. But the misinterpretation you are giving, you are turning the whole meaning upside down. Covering up the real meaning, just like the sun is covered by the clouds, and then the sunlight is blocked partially. If the clouds are very heavy, dark clouds, then almost it becomes very dark. And uh, it's like evening or dusk or sometimes the clouds can be so dark that, you know, it's almost like nighttime coming. So you're doing the same thing. You're covering up the real meaning of the Vedanta Sutras. The writer, author of the Vedanta Sutras, he has clarified the, that this meaning of Vedanta Sutras in Srimad Bhagavatam. And he has declared Krishna as the original Supreme Personality of Godhead and you're covering up everything. And you're just saying, Brahman, the light, the light, the impersonal, the God cannot have this, God cannot have that. God cannot have anything. What is this? Oh, he a little bit chastised mildly. Uh, because Sarabhum Bhattacharya, actually, he is Brihaspati. He is the priest, he is the priest of all the demigods, the devas in the Devloka, heavenly planets. He is also worshipped by all the demigods. He is the priest, main personality. Very respected. So he came as, uh, in Chaitanya Leela, he came as Sarabhum. And, uh, out of respect, he even listened to him for seven days without saying anything. Very politely, humbly. But then when he was asked, then he explained everything. That this is your mistake. You have, you're making big mistake on the name of Vedanta. You're telling something else. Completely opposite. This Mayavad philosophy will destroy you. Will destroy people's lives. Spiritual lives. Mayavadi Bhashya. Sunile Hai Sarvanash. If you want to have total destruction of yourself, then you go to a Mayavadi and listen to him. So, that is why Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, in a mild way, polite way, out of respect, because he was an elderly gentleman. Uh, but he explained everything very thoroughly and Sarabhama understood finally and he surrendered at the lotus feet of Lord Chaitanya. Mahaprabhu, he became disciple and he became a great devotee. But uh, another devotee in Ma- in Mayapur, in Navdvip Dham, Leela, Mahaprakash Leela, when Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu performed his Mahaprakash, that time he was blessing all the devotees one after another, he was calling the devotees and he was saying, Ask me, whatever you want, I can give you. What do you want? Every devotee is calling and ask. And the devotees are so happy. 
seeing this particular special form of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by nature is already the most compassionate, most munificent personality. But this time he is extremely, even more, uh, acting like a benefactor, protector and filled with love for his devotees. He was giving benedictions to all the devotees. So Srivast Thakur, he noticed that he's not calling one devotee, Mukunda. Why he's not calling? He asked, my dear Lord, can we have Mukunda? You haven't said his name. So Lord Jitra Mahaprabhu said, no, Mukunda, he cannot come to me. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see Mukunda for one million lifetimes. Why? Because he comes to me and he talks very nicely, very sweetly. He describes bhakti. Oh, bhakti is the best thing you can ever perform. You become Krishna's devotee. That's the best thing you can do. Uh, you think about Krishna all the time in your mind. Remember Krishna all the time. There is no other purpose to life. Worship Krishna, Madhyaji, Imam, Namaskuru, pay obeisances to All these nice things he's saying in front of me. And then he goes out and he mixes, he associates with the Mayavadi people. And then he says, Krishna has no ears, Krishna has no eyes. How can we make the offering to Krishna? So he is listening to the Mayavadi people and he is agreeing with them. What kind of personality is this? I don't want to see him. How long? For one million lifetimes. So devotees were devastated. That's such a nice... Because Mukunda was... From the very childhood, he was the classmate also of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In the school also, he was with Lord Chaitanya. They were good friends. But this time, he said, I don't want to see him. So... Everybody was in anxiety. Some devotee went to Mukunda and Mukunda had the desire to see the Lord, but he was not allowed. So the devotee said, it's bad news. The Lord has rejected. He says that for one million lifetimes you cannot see. So Mukunda started dancing in ecstasy. He said, after one million lifetimes I can see him. That is so wonderful. So as soon as he started dancing and and becoming happy singing, he was a great singer also. So then Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, okay, call him, call him back, Mukunda. All his sinful reactions that he associated with the Mayavadis are null and void because of his eagerness and his utsaha nishchaya dairya. That how much enthusiasm he has for me, uh, how much determined he is that he can wait for one million lifetimes. So I'm very happy now with him. Call him back. So Mukunda uh, was allowed to see, and he was blessed by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Mahaprakash. But uh, before that, he had shown that how dangerous it is to mix with the Mayavadis. This is Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's greatest benediction, that he saves us from Mayavad. 
and he particularly does not even like to mix with the Mayavadi people. When he was in Kashi Banaras, he avoided these Mayavadi sannyasis. And one of the devotees, one Brahman, he finally he said that, My dear Lord, there is a meeting arranged for you, please. You go to this meeting of Mayavadis. So very reluctantly then Chitra Mahaprabhu agreed he went there and he sat at the end of the hall. There were thousands of Mayavadi sannyasis gathered and the leader Prakashanand Saraswati was on the stage. And Chitra Mahaprabhu just sat at the end part of the whole group in a very uh, in a place where people had removed their shoes we just sat there but the prakashananda the leader of all the mayavadis from a distance he saw this supreme brahman effulgence coming from this personality this light of thousands of sun is coming from this one person he is shining like anything how much brilliance that i can hardly even look at him who is he? Call him here. So then the other assistants, they went and they got Chitana Mahaprabhu uh, and uh, brought him to Prakashanan. And Prakashanan then Chitana Mahaprabhu had a dialogue that is in Chitana Charitamrita. He recognized him and he, he gave a part of his Mayavad philosophy he was influenced by. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he recognized him as the Supreme Brahman, as Lord Sri Krishna. So he was benefited. All the Mayavadi sannyasis, they were benefited. They became part-time devotees. So they were also, anybody who came in contact with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, they benefited. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not like to associate with the Mayavadi people. And he advised his devotees and everybody that don't do it. These people, the very hard, hardcore Mayavadis, they are like gone cases. Just like Krishna says, avoid them. Namam duskrutino muda. They've lost their intelligence. Don't associate with them. So Chitra Mahaprabhu more or less says the same thing. And here Prabhupada is also telling us how to deal with this Mayavad philosophy, to avoid it by all means. And if you study Mayavad philosophy, you have to be very careful. Because if you go to India, there's just so many Mayavadis, just, you know, you cannot count them. And they're all misguided. And only a lucky person can finally understand if he's lucky, he's from India, he can give up this Mayavadi nonsense and he can take shelter at the lotus feet of Srila Prabhupada I can take shelter at the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and get the supreme benediction to study Srimad Bhagavatam chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra and become a very nice wonderful devotee so this great good fortune is given to us by Srila Prabhupada and by Srimad Bhagavatam and by the Guru, uh, the authorized bona fide Guru, he can give you this greatest benediction. He can give you the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. He can give you the real understanding from Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam. 
So Sadhu Sangha is the most important thing to associate with the great pure devotees is the key to success in life. And that is being explained here and it is also explained how to take the teachings of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very seriously, very sincerely and avoid the non-devotees and specifically the Mayavadi people. So I'll stop here if you have any questions or you have any comments you want to uh, address, any uh, uh, realizations, thoughts. Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Srila Prabhupada ki jai.